0: Everyone knows the importance of delegation, but very few people know how to actually delegate effectively so that stuff really gets done. And what ends up happening is that they feel overburdened by their work, disappointed with their team's result, and then ultimately very, very frustrated and perhaps even burnout. That's not what I want to happen to you. So today I'm going to be sharing with you seven ways that you can begin to delegate much more effectively with your team and those around you. Hi, my name is Eric Partaker, and I help entrepreneurs, leaders, and individuals close that gap between where they are and where they'd like to be with themselves, their company, and their well-being. And so let's dive straight into seven ways that you can delegate in a way that's actually going to get stuff done. So number one, people typically delegate tasks when actually they should be delegating outcomes. Let me give you an example. Let's say that um, you want to hire a new marketing director within your team or company. And so you might delegate, for example, the task of please engage to a member of your team, please engage or find us three recruiters that we could start working with to identify and eventually find a marketing director. And then maybe a week later, you talk to that person and you say, well, how's it going? Have we found the, the firms? Have we you know, made contact? Have we gotten started? And then they say, well, Uh, no, actually, you know, I I didn't have a lot of time and I tried calling some, but then they didn't call me back and, and the task just died. That's because you delegated the task rather than the outcome. It would be much more effective in this situation if you actually delegated the outcome. And what I mean by outcome is what is the result that you want? Why are you doing, you know, or pursuing this particular activity that you want support on, that you want to delegate? So, for example, in this situation, you could have been saying instead of find some recruiters, can you create a process which is going to deliver us a marketing director and have and and, and of course you might you know help the person think through that process Uh, so that they can deliver that. Uh, We're gonna need to identify recruiters, you're gonna need to think about the interview process, how we filter candidates, Uh, is there a final assignment that we wanna give the candidates who make the final round, Um, where are we gonna schedule that, et cetera, et cetera. But I would be even cautious about giving too much because you also want to give them the autonomy to figure out how to do it themselves. But deliver, sorry, delegate the outcome rather than the task. Another quick example would be Uh, So task uh, delegation. Um, uh, Please put together a marketing plan for our summer campaign. Okay, that's delegating a task. A much more powerful thing would be delegate the outcome that you, again, want to see. Um, Please present to me a marketing campaign that you think will deliver a 5% uplift in sales, right? Much, much stronger, much more robust. This is gonna get the person thinking, much more fully, taking much more ownership, immediately looking into areas where they, they, they might be weak and they might, might need support, and also just immediately thinking about that results orientation right from the get-go. They're thinking, okay, everything that I do right now needs to be in service of this delegated outcome, this benefit, this result that we're trying to achieve. So delegate the outcomes, not the tasks. That's number one. Number two, be prepared to coach people through difficulties because as they start on whatever it is that you've delegated to them, they will run into challenges. And you might want to take these up in your weekly one-on-one meetings or your progress reviews, however you're Uh, interacting with the person. I do highly recommend that you, by the way, have a formal, regular interaction cycle with anybody that you're delegating a piece of work to, whether they're a permanent member of your team, a contractor, a partner, whatever. You need a regular communication cycle. Now, a framework that I love using when coaching people through the inevitable difficulties that will occur is the GROW coaching model. And each of the four letters just stands for uh, a part of the framework that you use to guide your conversation with that person. So the G stands for goal. So let's say, for example, uh, the person in, in the previous instance that we created comes back and says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having uh, difficulty with um, coming up with uh, the key components of this marketing campaign. So then we ask them, G within the GROW model, G is for goal. So we, we ask them, well, what's the goal here? Get them to restate, well, why are we doing this? And they might say, well, it's to, you know, create a X percent uplift in sales, whatever the outcome was that you gave them. Okay, and, and, and why might that be important? Okay, and, 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 and what benefits might the company receive if they were to achieve that or the team receive? So get them really rooted into the goal and the why behind that once again. Now we move to R. So the R is reality and we want to get the person that we're coaching to paint the present picture. Where are we now? in relation to this goal that we're trying to achieve? You know, what's, what's our current situation reality? What problems or challenges are we facing? What difficulties are we foreseeing? Get them to paint that picture. Where, is, where are we today? What's the starting point? The O is for options. We want them to generate options for how we might go from where we are today to where we need to be in pursuit of that goal. So what's one additional way we could be moving this forward, you might ask? Who might we be asking for help? How how might we rethink how we're structuring this this plan? You're asking questions, but getting them to generate answers and solutions, so it really feeds into their ownership of whatever it was that you've delegated to them. The W stands for way forward or will, and here you're trying to tap into their motivation and get them to pick one of these options. So how are they going to, which of these options will they they choose? You know, what's, what's their commitment to doing that? Um, When are they gonna commit to doing it? Uh, When might we check in on this again? So you're getting them to generate or commit to their way forward. So goals, sorry, goal, reality, options, way forward. Sometimes it's described as will as well. Number three, the next key thing with delegating in a way that's actually gonna drive results is choosing the right person. If we're managing a football team, we're not gonna be asking a defensive lineman to suddenly be the quarterback, or we're going to, not going to ask a, uh, you know, a keeper, goalkeeper to suddenly uh, play in the striker position. If we do that, we're gonna be setting ourselves up for failure, so we wanna make sure that the outcome, remember, we delegate outcomes, not tasks, the outcome that we're delegating really suits the individual, their skills, competencies, their drive, motivation, you know, where they are in the team and organization, so we wanna make sure we choose the right person. Number four, we need to learn to let go. This can be incredibly challenging for the ambitious entrepreneur, leader, manager, individual out there because we wanna keep our hands on on everything. We're worried that people won't produce at the same level that we're capable of producing. But here's the thing, if we keep thinking in this way, we'll never achieve greatness on our own. We must achieve it with the help of others, right? A team together can move much more strongly and forcefully with greater result than any individual on the planet. This has always been the case since the beginning of time and always will, so we need to learn to let go so that others can prove themselves capable of doing whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. Number five, we need to trust but verify. So once we delegate an outcome to an individual, it's important that we trust them to do or uh, you know, pursue whatever is necessary to create that outcome, But it's not to say that we shouldn't verify. And this isn't micromanagement. This is strong management. This is management by strong delegation rather than abdication. We don't just wanna say goodbye to the outcome and hope that it's achieved. So what do I mean by trust but verify? Well, let's say a particular team member or group of people is now pursuing or trying to create this outcome that you've delegated to them and they may have a series of meetings, uh, perhaps team meetings or progress check-ins that they set up along the way. So go ahead and sit in on one of those. Drop in, see how it's going. Or just check in with the person, give them a call. You know, make sure that you're interacting regularly and that you're within that environment and checking in to see how things are going. How often should you do that? Well, that depends on how big is the outcome that you're trying to achieve, its importance and weight, and then the experience level of the team member or group of people that you've asked to pursue or deliver that outcome. If there's a quite a big gap there, but you're still obviously hoping that they can do it, well, then you might wanna be verifying a little bit more often. Also, if the person has a, a bit of a shaky track record, we may need to verify a bit more often. So we just have to use our common sense to understand you know, how often should we be stepping in and verifying that things are going to plan. Number six, we need to provide constructive feedback along the way. So in the same, in, in the same respect that we help coach someone through difficulties with that GROW model mentioned earlier, we also need to expect that uh, sometimes they'll need some, some you know, positively framed challenges or constructive feedback that pushes them a bit, that makes them uh, you know, go for it in a, in a more compelling, convinced, you know, capable way. Uh, we might say things like, you know, I think you're doing a pretty good job, but if you really give this your best and really take it up a level, what might you do differently, right? Or um, you're doing fairly well on this, but in that other project that you are working on, I think you were even producing at a higher level. What was going on there and how might that influence how you proceed from this point on in this project? Don't be afraid to give people constructive feedback. Or if they're just simply not performing, they need to know that and you need to let them know. And the best way to do that is by being very, very clear right at the beginning, once again, well, what is the outcome that we're trying to achieve? Because then you can pin back current performance against that outcome, your likelihood of achieving it, as a way to uh, provide space for the feedback that you wanna deliver. And that provides a segue to number seven, We need to be crystal clear on what are the numbers, what are the things that we wanna achieve. I always think that there is always a number no matter what it is, because there's always a number in the form of at least the date in which we want it delivered or the key metrics that we're trying to achieve with whatever the project is or the outcome that we're hoping to realize. So I hope you found that helpful, ways in which you can step into being a stronger delegator, achieve more results more quickly, and actually get things done. And if you've enjoyed that, please head over to my website at ericpartaker.com, where you can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter.